Mike's Daily Podcast. FF episode 2639-2639. Hi, I'm Mike Matthews, and we're in Podcastro Valley. Mike's Daily Podcast. At the last place on Earth Cafe anyway. Mike Matthews here. How's it going? Oh, you know what? Today I went rowing. No, actually it more it was more um, paddle boating. Uh, pedal with the pedals. I don't know what you call that. Be- pedal boating? I guess that's what we were on. Like a paddle boat. Mike's Daily Podcast. But with the bicycle pedals there, I think I described it enough. Okay, it was at Lake Chabot in Podcastro Valley. Mike's so much fun. Daily I would strongly podcast. suggest everyone do it. Yeah. It's still not too crazy. I mean, about 30 bucks an hour. But if you're going to do it like once in a great while and you're with someone special, or you could be by yourself, I guess. Or if you're bringing someone in as a guest from out of town, it's a fun thing. Or if you're from out of town and you want to check it out, if you're in Podcaster Valley, go do it. It's a lot of fun. Beautiful day. And it can get pretty darn hot in Podcaster Valley. Yet when you're right there on the lake, it's not so bad. And you get the nice breeze and the water stays pretty cool in Lake Chabot. So it cools down the air around you. Oh, it was wonderful. I am not posting a podcast picture of that, oddly. I should today. Like the last podcast picture, since it was on Cow Appreciation Day, I should have posted a picture of a cow. I should have, but I did not. And I will not today either follow any type of rules. I've taken the rule book and I've thrown it away because it's a pack of lies. And I'm doing my own thing. However, I do know for a fact, if you are listening to this on July 13th, which you probably aren't, but today is National Barbershop Music Appreciation Day. So. And here's today's podcast picture. Start singing Life Could Be a Dream and go from there. Have fun. Have fun at it. The podcast picture is from yesterday when I was in the fine town of Benicia. I have been trying to get back to Benicia since 2020. Yes, it's been about three years. And I either drive right through it and I never stop. Or I, I plan to go and somehow I get waylaid. My plans get taken away from me. But yet yesterday I got to actually go. And the late great Basil the Boxer and I went. In fact, this spot uh, that I have the picture of was a place I used to take him all the time. In fact, interestingly enough, I was there yesterday and almost in memory of him, a guy shows up with two French Bulldogs. Not the same as a boxer, but they're kind of small versions of boxers. So that was kind of nice to see that and remember him. The Fascinating Material Project. Waylay is to lie in wait for or attack someone from ambush. He had been waylaid, bound hand and foot, and thrown into a marsh. Ooh. Magnification. Huh. Stop or interrupt and detain them in conversation or trouble them in some other way is the verb. 
synonyms include attack, assail, rob, trap, entrap, accost, detain, intercept, importune. What? So many wonderful ways to print, to uh, use that word, I guess. To temporarily stop the movement of, or progress of someone or something. You can also say ambuscade. Interesting. The, uh, the f- you will travel into the incredible universe. The first known use of Waylay was in 1513. Interesting. This from the merriamwebster.com website. Okay. I think that probably pursued that a bit more than I probably should have, but it's also National Beans and Franks Day. Did I get over that part yet? No. Do you have Beans and Franks? That seems like it was more of an old people thing. Our previous, the generation previous to mine, or maybe even previous to that one. I'm Gen X. That'd be the boom. The boomers The front panel will close automatically And then yes before them Maybe that was the Beans and Frank decade Who knows Or or generation So the point is That at the end of last month There was a bunch of severe weather That jolted the airline industry Do you remember that? Now summer travel is happening already It's topping pre-pandemic levels People doing that revenge travel July 4th weekend Nearly 4.2 million travelers In the skies An 11% increase over the past year Severe thunderstorms ripped across the US There were like 15,000 plus US flights That got delayed And nearly 5,000 canceled About 30,000 flights Arrived late Over that weekend Disruptions affected major hubs like New York, New Jersey D.C., Chicago, and Atlanta United had to cancel nearly a fifth of its Flights just before the 4th of July Summer is crucial for airlines balance sheets As folks pack planes and splurge On tickets Airlines are still grappling with Staff shortages after a, after a pandemic exodus So that hasn't been helping them United is offering flight attendants triple pay To pick up trips between June 27th And through July 6th That was last week As of February weather cancellations were up nearly 20% Compared to uh, five years ago in 2018 As we go outside a cafe anyway Where we bring you Mike's Daily Podcast Somewhere in Podcastro Valley The last place on earth Anyway And with my vacation I took a week off I'm in the middle of my week off And I just said No, I am not going to travel I mean, I went to Benicia That's about a 45 minute drive We love you, Mike But I said, I ain't going to fly Now with thoughts of the inflation Not being as bad as we thought it was going to be this year There is a chance that travel is going to get even more pick, uh, Reach even a More intensity Now with everything though Like the shortage and employees To help with us fly I don't know if it's still a good idea to fly yet It seems like a, a lot needs to happen to 
get up to speed before I'll be in that speed of being uh, at the speed of well, it's not the speed of sound, but you're pretty close when you're flying. Magnification. So apparently, though, inflation was helping the earnings of one particular company, Spice Maker McCormick. They have raised the forecast for earnings as prices increase. They're raising their prices. You know, people need spices. Despite the prices, <sighs> we're always wanting to eat something that tastes a little better with the help of some spicage. Gen Zers have increased their debt outside of mortgages by 99%. These are folks between the ages of 18 and 26. At the same time, millennials, they are considered ages 27 to 42. They swelled their balances by nearly 21%. Gen Xers, that would be yours truly, 43 to 58. And baby boomers, 59 to 77, cut their debt by 3% and 26, respectively. This was found by Rob Black. He does the Rob Black Show podcast, which I helped put together. And I get some interesting info from him. Now, if you do decide to travel, there is the Beach Price Index, the best index, the best and most budget-friendly U.S. beaches in 2023. If you are considering, hey, and it's going to get really hot this weekend here in the Bay Area, so I know I'm going to be going to the beaches. Travel experts analyze price points for ice cream, soft drinks, and beer by the beach, as well as weather data and public ratings for 35 popular beaches on U.S. territory to reveal the best beaches to spend this summer. Driftwood Beach in Jekyll Island, that's in Georgia, is the cheapest beach to spend the day. Driftwood Beach. A serving of ice cream by the beach is only a dollar. Ice cold drinks start at $2.48. Ice cream... From cheapest to most expensive, prices range from $1 in Jekyll Island to $5.50 in Coney Island in New York and Outer Banks. Also, that's in uh, North Carolina. Then there's Smathers Beach in Key West, Florida. That is the most expensive beach in the U.S. The average temperature is 84 degrees in the summer. And of course, that's not counting the humidity level that's going to not be enjoyable. And a serving of ice cream there is around four bucks. So that would probably rank around not such a good place. However, it's not the worst. If, if you rank the top 32, they have around the bottom of the, at the bottom of the list a beach that I used to go to all the time as a kid growing up. And that was Zuma Beach. In Malibu And that is Ranked at the bottom Now I will tell you That that beach is very rough The waves are huge I remember getting pulled down Several times uh, Wow I mean Pretty scary stuff Like I was the kid <laughs> I was, I was uh, maybe 10, 11, 12 Just getting sucked under 
at, you know, trying to ride waves. I had a buggy board, and oh, I, I remember hitting the ground, the sand a couple times. And you'd always see lifeguards out in those little, I don't know what they're called. They're, I thought they were called Boston Whalers, but I may be wrong. They're the boats that don't really have, they're, they're almost like a platform. And they, you see the lifeguards out there. They would sometimes pull kids out of the water because we'd get sucked into riptides. Oh, what a treacherous beach that was. And expensive to park, as I recall. Let's see. The average cost there for ice cream is five twenty-five. The cheapest soft drink you can get there is two seventy-nine. The cheapest beer is eight bucks. Well, eight bucks is like just about everywhere in California. There's a couple places like in Benicia you can get beer for seven bucks, but on average, it's expensive. However, the average temperature at Zuma is seventy-two degrees Fahrenheit, so not as bad. And I got all that from somebody that sent that from, uh, I think it's Omnio, Omnio.com slash cheapest beaches in the U.S. They sent that to me from Omnio, O-M-I-O, the folks that sent that to me. Outside a cafe anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth. Look who's here. <laughs> it's Benita the Rodeo Queen. How y'all doing? It's a disgruntled field player. Tell you what. What? Let's go surfing now. Everybody learn how. Come on. A safari with me. All right. That sounds like fun. Look who else is here. Hello, Mike. I make the least spooky hats of my Thank you for hitting me in the head a couple times as you were pouring that root beer. Yeah, you're all right. Okay, you're welcome. Drink right now. Okay. All right, okay. Mm. Wow. That was really violent what you said, uh, said there, Brewmaster. Speaking of violence, so my lovely lady friend and I have been watching this TV show that was done about 12 years ago, 13 years ago, called Luther. And it featured Idris Elba. Oh my gosh. It's a BBC production. In fact, one of, and BBC, of course, created Doctor Who. One of the incarnations of the Doctor, Doctor Who, Paul McGann is in this, and he does a great job. He's kind of a side character, but he's hilarious. And it was done 2011, I think, to 2013. Dang, it's pretty violent in parts. But there's some inter- if you're into that kind of gritty television show, he went on to do actually before this he did The Wire. So The Wire preceded this, but yeah, maybe the BBC saw him in that and said, "Oh, we want to do something like that." So, and he's gone on to bigger and better things since that. He was in the Thor movies and Marvel stuff. And James Bond, I think. And yeah, well, he's a great actor. It's fun to watch him. So we're also in the process of watching Barry. Because HBO Max is free right now if you have Comcast. And so now it's called Max. But yeah, we're watching that. And that's a interesting show about a hitman who suddenly discovers acting. An acting class being run by Henry Winkler. And or Henry Winkler is playing the character that's running the class. Uh, 
and they talk about all kinds of things. My lovely lady friend who never did any plays or performances, she found it very interesting. She said, is acting really all about that? I go, oh yeah, you need to read the, An Actor Prepares by Stanislavski because that's, that's all you need to know about acting and it's pretty cool stuff. To, you know, it's an ancient tradition. And it, it's not just, you know, acting on stage. It, well, first off, as Rush said, all the world's a stage. And did you know Alex Lifeson from Rush did some acting? He was in a movie, I think it's called Suck, but he plays a, it's a comedy and he plays, I think, a American, uh, somebody at the border, uh, a border guard or something. But yeah, they, it is true much of what we do, any job you basically do, there's a level of acting in just about everything, every profession that exists. Politicians are actors. Uh, pastors do some acting. Pastors are actors. And I'd say, you know, if, if you're having a rough day and you're, let's say, working in retail and you're trying to put on a smiling face and you you act as if you're pleasant when you really want to be, <laughs> you don't want to be pleasant. I guess in some ways that's acting, but yes, it's a interesting. I don't know if it goes that deep into that level of what acting is all about. Barry, it's more of a comedy. And when HBO does a comedy, there's a certain level of violence. That's not so cool. I don't really enjoy that. I mean, if you have a sh show on HBO, it's got to have violence. And I don't understand exactly why that has to be, but still, that's what it is. So we're watching that right now. And ah, it is Bill Hader's is simply a joy. So with all that said, I am going to now um, leave Cafe Anyway. I guess, is that what I do when I end a podcast? Do I just leave Cafe Anyway? Because I'm outside already. I guess I've already, in a way, left Cafe Anyway. But in a way, I'm not leaving because you'll hear me on the next podcast that you listen to, whether it be the next podcast I do or a preceding podcast or whatever podcast. You're always joining me here at Cafe Anyway when I start the podcast. We open up the door and welcome you in and we have a good time. And if you'd like to tell me about what you would like to contribute with your thinking, with your thoughts. Is that what I'm trying to say? What's your food for thought today as you're contributing to anything that we heard on today's podcast? 510-228-4640. And with more ways to reach me, here's Ariel. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.